Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, Holy Hour of Power. Two Catholics that love the Lord, love Our Lady, faithful sons of the church, PhDs in common sense. And this is the Lord's Gym. We are your spiritual fitness trainers. I am reporting for duty. Yes, I'm reporting for duty. Just getting over one of those bad colds. And no, I don't have COVID. It's called the flu, brother. And I'm, I'm back, getting back on my feet. Yes, I'm reporting for, <clears throat> for duty, and I'll tell you what I'm honored to do, and that is proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ in season and out. And I'm not going to uh, you know, change anything that our Lord has given. I don't have any authority. No one has any authority to change what Jesus has taught. So we're going to talk about that because our topic first is going to be Pope Francis reportedly, last Saturday, set to ask Bishop Strickland to resign. Now, you've heard a lot of people talk about this. I spoke with the good bishop Monday. And I've heard others say, well, he won't, he'll probably do this. I know what he's going to do because he told me what he's going to do. <laughs> he said, Terry, I'm not resigning. Uh, that's a teaser. That's a teaser. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to have to wait. Yeah, the next there you go. Yeah. I'll tell you more about it. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Jess. Exactly. Also, we're going to be talking about this radical inclusion, the key to understanding the coming Senate. And Jess, I sent this book to you, uh, the Senate Thank process. you. Pre- yep. <laughs> it's Got a it pleasure. It's a Pandora's box, 100 questions. Yes, we covered all that's in this book, but I think everybody should have a copy of this book. It was like 10, hardly 10, 12 bucks. Go get it on wherever you can get it at your bookstore. Cardinal Raymond Burke wrote the foreword, and this is essential to understanding what's going on starting October 4th in Rome. So that's what we got going today. I'll turn it over to you, Jess, for what we call need to know file. Yeah, one of the things that on the need to know file is that I'm looking here at an article on the Gateway Pundit. Yeah. Since 1975, yeah. Uh, Monitoring the Future has conducted an ongoing study of the behaviors, attitudes, and values of Americans from adolescence through adulthood. Yep. The recent survey shows young men are trending conservative. Yep, that's true. In 2022, the study found that 23% of 12th grade boys identified as conservatives with only 13% of high school boys describe themselves as liberals. So, Terry, it looks like, uh, uh, again, people are coming to their senses, the, ne- the next generation. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 that, and that's a good sign, by the way. Well, another good one, Jesse, is a good sign. I think McCarthy greenlights Biden's impeachment. We're finally getting into this China connection, all the money that has been going on with the Biden people. I mean, this is obviously when this Pandora, Pandora uh, opens up, uh, and finds out that President Biden was using his office as vice president to get money from the Chinese. Uh, this is, I mean, you talk about scandal. It's coming. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy that it's opening up because we want transparency, Jess, in government and in the church. So, so this, that McCarthy's doing this, right? That's correct. Good, good, good. Uh, that's, that's great, Terry. They opened it up. Uh, another one, Terry, New Mexico's government yep. or governor. Governor. Uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, a committed leftist, yep. issued an executive order that went so far that even prominent gun control advocates denounced it is unconstitutional. Of course, and the sheriff uh, won't do anything about it, right? Yeah. No, I'm not going to pro- implement that. Yes, exactly. God bless so, so even her own people, even her own sheriff is saying, I'm not going to enforce your order. Uh, here's something else. Uh, Arizona Democrat admin administration democrat republican ruben gallego who works for the cartel called out president biden's department of homeland security for dragging its feet on helping the communities of the state and other border states 
He says, I'm not backing down from supporting Arizonians. We must get this right. So these programs work for border states, said Gallego. Well, he's being inconsistent because he's he's also a, 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 an attorney for the cartel. So he works for the other side. So he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth, which is typical. Yep. Uh, also, uh, Nicaragua regime arrests a Catholic priest. The Nicaragua regime has reportedly kidnapped Father Osman Jose Guillen for requesting prayers for the bishop for Bishop Rolando Alvarez. The bishop began serving a 26-year four-month prison term in February, charged with being a traitor to the homeland, Nicaragua. Yeah, Terry, this is welcome to communism. This is communism. Fatima warned us it's being exported throughout the whole world. And finally, Vice President Kamala Harris this week dismissed complaints that the Biden administration supports legal abortion up until birth as ridiculous, but she refused to name a single regulation of abortion that she would support. And so CBS's Margaret Brennan repeatedly asked Kamala Harris, what week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off at? Kamala Harris refused to end. I bet she did. And Jess, here's one more. Adults ordering from kids' menu to save money. This is how tight the economy is. So don't tell me this is a sound economy. Also, Jesse, more baby boomers sliding into homelessness. Why? Because the family's falling apart. So I just, you know, when people try and say everything is just rosy, look at the facts. The facts are inflation's out of control. Uh, and let's just be honest, on the spiritual side, we've got problems in our own church, not just in the government. So what, what do we put our trust in? Not Jess Romero, not Terry Barber, in Jesus Christ. That's the only one you put your trust in. And that's what we try to do every single day here at VMPR.org. That's right. Uh, well, let, let, I'm going to go today, Terry, to today's first reading. Oh, boy. I love it. Yeah. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. A lot of meat and potatoes on yep. today's first reading. It's Colossians <laughs> chapter 2, verses yep. 6 to 15. St. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord. Walk in him, rooted in him, and built upon him, just like Terry just said right now, and established in the faith as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Here it is. Look what St. Paul's going to say. This applies to colleges. This applies to the synod and synodality. This applies to the the woke woke American culture. Yep. you know, to the mainstream media, here's what he says. See to it that no one captivate you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to the tradition of men, according to the (coughs) elemental powers of the world and not according to Christ. So St. Paul just says, he says, Catholic Christians don't be seduced by worldly philosophy like marxism can i give like another communism. one though jesse what yeah. about homosexuality like the, exa- there because you go. the world says it's okay yes and notice terry where he says right there because all all of these he says the seductive philosophy he says it's a tradition of men it's not of god obviously he says and it's according to the elemental powers of the world yeah the word elemental powers in greek means demons oh okay. so it's it's demons yeah that are uh, are causing uh, uh, men uh, who are intellectually blind to pu- to push this seductive philosophy. Wow! And now look at the end. The end is very powerful. For in Him dwells the whole fullness of the deity bodily, and you share in His fullness in Him, 
who is the head of every principality and power. Those are angels. Mm -hmm. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not administered by hand by stripping off the carnal body, with the circ but with the circumcision of Christ. That's Amen. baptism. He Amen. says, you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. And, and even when you were dead in transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he brought you to life along with him. Here, here's the, this is good here. Yes. Having forgiven us all our transgressions, obliterating the bond against us, obliterating the bond against us. Hmm, what's that? With its legal claims, which was opposed to us, he also removed it from our midst, nailing it to the cross, despoiling the principalities and powers. Now, those are demons in that instance. He made a public spectacle of them, leading them away in triumph by it. So here's what's happening in that verse. What St. Paul, what, what, what he just talked about uh, in Col uh, that he's canceled the bond which stood against us with its legal demands, and he set it aside, nailing it to the cross. This verse, wow. what, what's going on here, the bond is a list of charges against the, the sinful human family. Like when you go to court and the prosecutor, he reads a charge sheet. That's what's called in, in the Old Testament a bond. Mm -hmm. So this is, this, is, uh, uh, this is, the prosecutor is saying, oh, you guys are all guilty. But Christ, St. Paul's saying, destroyed this legal bond, this legal certificate on the cross when he canceled our debt of guilt and he won pardon for our sins on the cross by his death. And so Jesus Christ mounted the cross for what? To bear the curses of the Old Testament so that the blessings of the New Testament could flow forth into the world. And as further benefits, Christ frees us also from the ceremonial observances of the Old Covenant, which merely, it merely signified our need for salvation in the first place, but it, didn't, it doesn't actually save us. And what's interesting here is... Uh, where it says in verse 15, he disarmed the principalities and made a public example of them. What does that mean? The reference in verse 15 is St. Paul is saying that Jesus on the cross is dis uh, disarming demons. They're called principalities and powers. Yes. These are legions of demonic spirits that Christ conquered dramatically with his death on the cross. And St. Paul depicts this in terms of a victory march. If, if you recall how Roman generals, they dragged the prisoners of war right. through the city streets to be disgraced right. and, and ridiculed after successfully kicking their butt. Yes. So that the prisoners of war were displayed in the Old and New Testament during the parade while these captives were led along in disgrace in chains or ropes and sometimes executed at the end of the march. That's what St. Paul is saying. He's saying that the demonic powers have been disarmed <coughs> by Christ on the cross and disgraced by the conquering Christ like prisoners of war. So Jesus is dragging them through the streets, humiliating them on the cross. Yes, that's one of your best commentaries, brother. That was awesome. If we come back, we're going to get Fulton Sheen's take. It's going to fit right into this reading. And then we're going to talk about the situation with Bishop Joseph Strickland, the Tyler Diocese. He's the bishop right now, but it looks like Pope Francis has reportedly, last Saturday, asked him to resign. We'll talk about that and much, much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Yes, we're back, but we want to bring Bishop Sheen in just in a moment. Okay. I, I wanted to tell you, what you did the commentary on Colossians. That should be going on YouTube because that really said a lot to our world and to our church. 
especially when it says, see to it that no one captivate you with an mm. empty, seductive philosophy. That's right. According to the traditions of man, do you mean like homosexuality? Yeah. Mm. Uh, abortion? Yeah. According to the elements, powers of the world. That's the world, the devil in the flesh, but not according to Jesus Christ. So I'm going to bring the smartest guy into the room because he's going to comment on that. Full scene ahead. He said this. And this is, apply this to you and I. He says, the only difference between a sinner and a saint is found in their attitude towards their sins. Hmm. The one persisting in them and the other weeps bitterly. So I went to confession on Monday, Jess. I'm a sinner, okay? Last time I looked, we're all sinners. Now, I see in the world from that reading that we have people in the church, even cardinals, who said the church is wrong regarding homosexuality. Well, I have to say, Jesse, that cardinal is going along with the worldly view. We have priests and bishops who say abortion is okay. The Bible says no. And what Sheen is saying to anyone, including you and I and everyone else listening, repent and believe in the gospel. Don't come up with another gospel of yourself because that kind of gospel takes you to hell. I'm, I, I, now, why don't you really tell me what you think, Terry? St. Paul warns us in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he's, yeah. he warns us about angels or humans yes, he did. that would give you, bring to you another gospel right. and even another Jesus. Yes. And St. Paul, also he also warns the Corinthians. He says, watch out because out there, Corinthians, there are false apostles. Yep. There are people that are acting like apostles and teachers, but they're false apostles. So we've been warned about this, Terry, from the very beginning. Yeah, and Jesse, thank you for being a biblical, uh, I, I, I'm going to say a biblical scholar, but Jesse, we need to bring in the Bible more and more today yeah. to, to show what God's Word teaches because we've gone off the deep end. And I, I know this sounds Terry, funny. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm a, I'm a Bible lover. You which are. Makes it, which right. makes it better. But you know what? You're a Bible lover, but you also get into the Greek. You get into the Hebrew like my wife yeah. does. Yeah. And you get yeah. things that you wouldn't see if you just read it in English. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get a master's degree from Steubenville or John Paul II. Yep. They, teach, they teach you to do that. Yep. All right, well, let's get into Pope Francis reportedly set to ask Bishop Strickland to resign. Now, this was last Saturday. Go, go ahead, Jess. You set the stage on this. Yeah. Uh, Bishop Strickland has been widely praised by faithful, faithful Catholics for his promotion of traditional Catholicism. Yeah. Just... And Pope Francis met with Vatican officials over the weekend to discuss asking Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, to resign, <coughs> according to report on Monday by the Pillar. Pope Francis met on Saturday with Archbishop Robert Prevost, uh, OSA, the head of the Vatican's Dicastery for Bishops, and Archbishop Christopher Pierre, Apostolic Nuncio of the United States. The Both of these men, by the, by the way, are now, they've been named cardinals That's in right. July. And they're yeah. both liberals, I'll just be honest with you. They're very progressive. I'm sorry. Jesse, I have to say it because you know what? <laughs> it's a bad decision because we need men who are going to stick to the gospel. Continue. I won't yeah. really tell you what I think next time. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So Pope Francis named these two guys cardinals in July. They would present the Pope with the results of a recent apostolic visitation of the Diocese of Tyler, in addition to public actions of Bishop Strickland following the visitation. Pope Francis is expected to ask for Bishop Strickland's resignation for what? Yeah. According to one senior official close to the dicastery for bishops, quote, the situation of Bishop Strickland is the agenda. Yep. And the expectation 
is that the Holy Father will be requesting his resignation. That will certainly be the recommendation put to him, close quote. So the official predicted that the Pope was unlikely to decide to depose Strickland as bishop of his diocese, a canonically rare act, but told the pillar that Pope Francis would be advised to encourage the bishop to resign, the outlet reported. The consensus in the dicastery is that he will be asking to consider resigning, the official said. That has been the substance of discussion among the members. Talk about, this is nothing but plain bullying. Well, this last part said, depending on how Bishop Strickland responds, the strength of his encouragement could be increased, the official added. Jesse, let me just back up here. Uh, Terry, in other words, the bully's stepping on your hand. Yeah. And depending on how you act, oh, okay, you're not giving me your money. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put more weight on your hand exactly. as I step on it. Yeah. This is what this is called being a bully in, yeah. in in simple, you know, American English. Yeah, and I think that we as lay people have to call it for what it is. It's being a bully. And just so you know, in this article this is a canonically rare act that the bishop could uh, be removed. You know what? The Pope let's be honest, the Pope and I talked to a Vatican diplomat today about this. The Pope is above canon law. He's a monarch, okay? So he can go and say, oh, you know, he's already done this with liturgical things for the last 10 years. Oh, he's I don't, already, He done it with the death penalty. He did it with the death penalty. He did it with, you know, I'm not, so here's my point. He can do it. I'm not saying he can't. But I think we lay people have to say, I'm, you know, this isn't right. And we're going to stand up for Bishop Strickland. We're going to say, why would you get rid of a guy when you just, I can read a little of his letters that he's, you know, the, the, um, letters that he's writing to his flock about the deposit of faith. Why would you get rid of a guy like this when you read his letters and then you got a cardinal or archbishop, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the church who's promoting homosexuality, same, uh, the, promoting same-sex marriage, uh, abortion is okay, and nothing happens to them? It's just a question. But I, I have to say, Jesse, I think right now we should be praying that the Catholic, uh, excuse me, that the Vatican well, be Catholic again, because right now what we're seeing out of the Vatican is bullying, and we're seeing guys that are in high positions, whether it's the catastrophe, uh, the uh, Congregation of Doctrine of Faith, who's a, a liberal, you know, now he's in charge of the chicken coop. Here's my point to you, brother. And the line has been crossed. We've got a brother bishop who's, who's being faithful to the church teachings, and he's getting removed. No. So here's what I'm going to propose, Jesse, right on the air, that we have a rosary around the cathedral. I was at the cathedral two weeks ago at the Defending the Faith conference. came to my mind. I said, let's put a, a bunch of men around the cathedral, and we're praying our rosary, and we're saying, Bishop Strickland's staying. It's a statement from us here in Tyler and around the... He's America's bishop. We do not want him to leave. And I'll be honest with you, people are going to call me radical, Jess. Never been called that before. No, never. No, like getting arrested at abortion clinics and the list goes oh, on. Yeah. Guess what, Jess? We need to stand up for the successor of, of uh, apostle who stands up for the church teachings and not compromise. And I think we all need to go out to Tyler, and you guys can let me know. We're going to probably do it on a Monday, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll, uh, I will uh, get, let everybody know when we're going to do this. But I want hundreds of men standing around the cathedral saying... We're not, he's not leaving. We're, we're going to make a stand. Just what happened in Africa about 10 years ago. Terry, I was told by a good source that Cardinal Supich is behind all of this. Of course it is. I, I got the same source. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah. And so, he, uh, hey, just I, back up. He's the same dude who went down to Puerto Rico and got rid of the other guy. 
That's he right. has a hitman for orthodoxy. Anybody who's teaching orthodoxy, super. Look what he did when he was in Spokane, brother. When he was in Spokane, he wouldn't let his priest pray at an abortion clinic. Yeah. What? And he, yeah. And he told that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I, so I, I, I've been told by a good source that nothing happens in the U.S. Catholic Church That's right. without Supich having a say in the matter. Yeah. Now, what what Pope Francis is doing, or what he pretends, what he wants to do to Bishop Strickland, this is called in theology clericalism. Yep. And in the New Testament, this is called lording over, lording over, and in plain American English, it's called being a bully. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the pillar previously reported that sources familiar with Bishop Strickland's visitation said that diocesan officials and clergy interviewed as part of the investigation were asked about him resigning and potential successors. Successors? This guy's a great bishop. Why do you, we don't need no successors. Uh, the, the, so let me just jump down here. Hey, before you do that, Jesse, just I, I don't think I even told you this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The... Previous Bishop of Tyler, he's 81 years old. He's visiting Tyler, coincidentally, right at, right at this time. Isn't that interesting? Okay, continue, Jess. Yeah, it's, uh, let, let me look at some of the other people here. In the, it says, speaking on the July issue of the Bishop Strickland Hour, then, mm-hmm. and Terry, yep. Strickland compared his apostolic visit with being called to the principal's office, but he suggested that it is a result of his vocal witness to Catholic teaching. That's right. He said, no, it's not something that I would volunteer for to go through an apostolic visitation because it kind of puts a shadow over the diocese. Yeah. And a lot of people are convinced that there's something really wrong. But I think that I went through this because I've been told I've been bold enough and, and, and right. love the Lord enough yep. and his church to simply keep preaching the truth. That's it. Bishop Strickland is 64. He's nowhere near retirement. <laughs> He's well known among for his outspoken defense of Catholic teaching, teaching, which is often cast in confusion by papal statements or messages. And Strickland's more public positions on moral and doctrinal issues include urging Pope Francis to deny Holy Communion to former U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi over her support of legal abortion, accusing the Pope of a program of undermining the deposit of faith, and condemning the prominent pro-LGBT blasphemy of Father James Martin. He's also been notably forthright on moral controversies in U.S. politics and culture, including the Biden administration's spying on Catholics, public displays by self-described satanic groups, and speaking at a protest of the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team for hosting an anti-Catholic drag queen troupe called the Sissies of Perpetual Indulgence who style themselves as grotesque nuns. But the apostolic visit is believed to have been particularly prompted by a May 13th ex-Twitter post in which he explicitly stated, quote, I reject... Pope Francis' program of undermining the deposit of faith, close quote. Let me jump in real quick. Yeah. I reject yeah. the program of undermining the deposit of faith by Pope Francis as a layman. Why? Because what he's doing is he's trying to change the deposit of faith. And I think that what Strickland is doing, Jesse, is he's making all the liberals in the church upset because he's pointing out over and again, he's saying the deposit of faith, the catechism says this, the deposit of faith says this, and he's making them feel really, really uncomfortable to a point where they're saying, we got to get rid of this guy because he's, he's, he's got us. He's got our number. we got to get rid of him because he's the only one that's going to call us out. Do whatever we got to do to get, get rid of him. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, that, that's and I'll tell you, kudos to Dr. Scott Hahn for, for yeah, oh, sticking his neck out that, yeah. and, uh, and and speaking out on behalf of Bishop Strickland. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, 
Scott Hahn basically thanked just, uh, he just thanked them for being for being bold and for being truthful. Yep. And uh, but again, the left wing radicals, Terry. Yeah. They use these <laughs> these same tactics. You know, they they went after Archbishop Timothy Broglio. Yes, they did. Uh, he's he's kind of a moderate conservative uh-huh. uh, because uh, he was opposing COVID nineteen. Before right. him, they went. Before him, the Catholic left went after Archbishop Charles Chaput. Yep. The Catholic left has also gone after Archbishop Salvatore Corleone. They they for uh, it, it, and obviously they've gone after Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, and uh, Pope Francis last year ousted Puerto Rican Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres. He was a wow. beloved pastor who actually admired the Pope, but he was against COVID-19 shots, and so they got rid of him as well, Terry. Yeah, I'm, I'm against a sin more than COVID-19, okay? That's, that's what I think we need to get the church back online for the salvation of souls and not worry about my physical health, worrying about my yeah. spiritual health, because life is short and eternity is forever. We'll be right back with more. We're we back, are yeah. back. Yep. yep. Hit it. We want to talk now about changing gears, <laughs> which is it's a it's a related topic. Yeah. It's the term radical inclusion. This is the term that's key to understanding the coming synod. Mm. Radical inclusion. Pope Francis has convoked a synod on some call it on stupidity, some call it a synod on sodomy. But it's called the Synod on Synodality, which will convene in Rome this coming October. October 4th. Many faithful Catholics right around the corner, many faithful Catholics have expressed concern over the coming Synod as its promoters have proposed severe and protective uh, and, 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 and severe and uh, potentially destructive changes to the church's structure. Synod leaders have repeatedly expressed their desire to discuss inclusion. The f- there's an article, and it's taken from a book that, Terry, thanks a lot for sending to me. The book everybody should get if you're, if you're a serious Catholic is called The Synodal Process is a Pandora's Box. That's the name of the book. The Synodal Process is a Pandora's Box. It explains what the word inclusion means for the synod's promoters. And despite the importance the synodal process attaches to imperative inclusion, none of the official documents define this term. <laughs> The assumption seems to be that since synodality consists in journeying together. Give me a break. All humanity must participate in that journey, excluding no one. See, here's the error. Excluding no one. Seeing as there's no religious definition of inclusion, we suppose that the drafters of the synodal documents employ it in its modern meaning in civil society. Inclusion in English means the practice or policy of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized. While this, <laughs> uh, try to walk into a mosque with shorts and sandals, see if you're not excluded. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if they include you. Yeah. While this term is often used as a synonym for, for integration, there's an important difference between integration implies adapting individuals to the characteristics of the environment while inclusion is based on the adaptation of social norms, policies, and realities to allow integrating all members of society in a diverse manner. That is, 
sacrificing the collective identity to accept everyone as is for the sake of diversity. Terry, you want to pick it up from there? Absolutely. You keep going, Jesse. I'm, I'm responding to text right now. <laughs> okay. People are... Gavin Ashenden, former Anglican bishop and chaplain to Queen Elizabeth II, a convert to Catholicism and now director of the well-known Catholic Herald Daily, denounced the synods working document for the continental stage as a Trojan horse. That's what we've been saying the whole time. It's a Trojan horse. It seeks to manipulate people's minds by playing with talismanic words such as diversity, inclusion, and equality. Gavin Ashenden writes, the trick is very simple. It sets out to use the word that looks very attractive at first sight, but contains a hidden twist so that it, it ends up meaning something different, perhaps even the opposite. And with great insight, Gavin Ashenden continues, the document is called Enlarge the Space of Your Tent. Yeah. T- taken from Isaiah chapter f- uh, 54, verse 2. Talk about misquoting Isaiah. Exactly. The controlling idea it sets out to I- implement is that of radical inclusion. The tent is presented as a place of radical inclusion from which no one is excluded. And this idea serves as a hermeneutical key to interpreting the whole document. The word's trick, the word's trick is easily explained. The association being excluded as being unloved. Since God is love, he obviously doesn't want anyone to experience being unloved and therefore excluded. Ergo, God who is love must be in favor of radical inclusion. Consequently, the language of hell and judgment in the New Testament must be some form of aberrational hyperbole, which must not be taken seriously because the idea uh, of God as inclusive love, it takes precedence. And since these two concepts are mutually contradictory, one of them has to go. Inclusion stays, judgment and hell go, which is the other way of saying Jesus goes and Karl Marx stays. Terry, this is the battle that we've been fighting since Vatican II is universal salvation. Yes. And they keep trying to perfect it or just kind of tweak it here and there. Right. Well, you know, it's not a popularity contest. If you want to know uh, what this is going to do in October, look at what happened in the German church. And that's basically going to go to the universal church. I want to read something also from page 10 of the book just just talking okay. about the synodal process. How does Pope Francis justify this radical change in the Senate of bishops? According to Pope Francis, bishops are both teachers and disciples. They are teachers when they proclaim the word of truth in the name of Christ, head and shepherd. But they are also disciples when knowing that the Spirit has been bestowed upon every baptized person, he listens to the voice of Christ speaking through the entire people of God. The Senate thus becomes an instrument of giving voice to the whole people of God through the bishops. Now, my question, Jesse, is if you have people there at the Senate who don't agree with abortion uh, being murder, you know, if they just say, no, we should have our same-sex marriage, how do you justify that being the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking because the entire body of the church? You know, I, I just can't buy that because the entire body of Christ <coughs> has a very diverse view on the church teaching. Some embrace it and some reject it. It seems to me that we should be talking to those who accept it and not to the ones who reject it. It's pretty simple. If you want to know what comes from the Holy Spirit, the Bible says 
the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. John chapter yeah, 14. Yeah. That's great, Jess. So if something does not lead you to the truth, if the end game is not truth, mm-hmm. then it's not from the Holy Spirit. It's from a human spirit. And Terry, for these woke liberal Catholics, for them, uh, the pursuit of social justice has been re- has basically... Uh, it's it's replaced salvation. It's replaced evangelization. Yes. There you go. They no longer care about evangelization. No. They don't care about a, 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 a salvation. Thank what you. they care about is social justice, Terry. Yeah, we've re, we we've lost the zeal for the salvation of souls, and we've put it all back to the world. As a matter of fact, Jesse, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the show when we read from Colossians. Yeah, and here's what it says. See to it that no one captivates you with an empty, seductive philosophy according to the traditions of men, according to the elemental powers of the world, and not according to Jesus Christ. I would test to you to say that much of what they're doing in the senatorial process is what the Anglican Church did years ago, and look what happened to the Anglican Church. It's a disaster. So my suggestion is let's go back to what Jesus Christ taught, not uh, a majority vote of you know who's going to win the popular vote because the church has never done this before. This is the first time. It, it used to be a bishops' conference a meeting. Now they're allowing lay people. I think it's up to thirty percent of lay people voting. That's never been done before, Jesse. This, and lay liberals, Terry. Yes, they're bringing all kinds of but what I call stacking <laughs> not, the deck. They're not inviting you, you, me, John Henry. Oh, Weston. we would never get there. You know, uh, yeah, they're not inviting. Me? Yeah. Terry, and, and back to today's first reading. Yeah, I got it right here. Go ahead. Yeah, today's first reading. Uh, St. Paul says, see that no one captivates you with an empty, seductive philosophy. Yeah. The synod of synodality? That's it. It's seductive philosophy. St. <laughs> Paul says, especially if it's according to the tradition of men. Yes. The synod of synodality? This is not the tradition of God. Right. This is the tradition of men. Yep. And St. Paul says, and where, does these, where do these traditions of men come from? According to the elemental powers of the world, those are demons. Elemental powers in Greek are demons. Wow. So let me make the connection. Yes. So this seductive philosophy from the synod of synodality that comes from the traditions of men, it comes from demons, Terry. Yeah. This this synod of synod. Look at today's first reading. It the synod of synodality's findings come from demons. Well, to to point that out, Jesse is we have Cardinal Kolarek. He's saying that homosexuality in the Bible is wrong. Now, who else would say the Bible is wrong? Satan would say that. Satan. So I'm just. I mean, I hate to have to put that on the dude, but. The guy is wrong. He's how dare him say the inerrancy of by the Bible is wrong. That tells me where he's at, and so we need to pray for his conversion because he's a cardinal of church, and he's the guy that's running the synodal process. Are you? Is this microphone on? <laughs> Terry, the synod of synodality uh, is the great reset of the Catholic Church. That's right. That's the first. Thing. These these anti-Catholic leftists have no regard for truth. And, and they seek to impose their godless secular agenda on the church, just like the left seeks to put their, bring their godless agenda to America. And I'm telling you, any bishop not objecting to the synod is causing serious scandal. Only 1% of Catholics were surveyed, and they were probably Catholic leftists because I wasn't contacted. Uh, also, non-Catholics were contacted. Anti-Catholics were surveyed as well. 
So this cemetery is a total fraud. This is this is Vatican three, Terry. It is. We're witnessing hey. Vatican three, and and let's make no bones about it. And when we come back, Jesse, I want to also talk real quickly about why don't other bishops do what Bishop Strickland is doing? Okay. Okay. Why is it? Why can't they just say, hey, you know what? The emperor has no clothes on. This is what the church teaches. You know, his letters that he's giving, his pastoral letters from a father's heart, says it all. And then he gets told that he's going to be resigning because, <laughs> you know, you're speaking too much about Jesus Christ. I mean, Unbelievable. is this microphone on? Can this, can this really be happening? Uh, but that's why we need to be praying and making reparation for these, I call them sins. When you, when you say it's okay to have sexual, uh, homosexuality as an expression of love and you're a cardinal— that's serious matter there, Jess. He's wrong. Yep. Absolutely, Terry. Why? Because right now, Terry, in politics and in the church, in many places, we have modernists, Marxists, and Masons yeah. running the government, running the church, and, and especially in the church, they, they want to change the timeless teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Terry, these, the, the Senate is not a listening session. Oh. It, they're not listening to God. They're li- this an echo chamber. They're listening to one liberal after another le- echo chamber. Yeah. Hey, I, we're too blessed to be stressed. <coughs> we're too anointed to be disappointed, even if I am sick. You know why? Because I believe in Jesus Christ and his bride, the church, the teachings of the church, the deposit of faith. We all embrace that. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Welcome back. Here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jesse, one of the things you and I have been known to do is not compromise one iota when it comes to the Catholic faith. And I kind of relate this some years ago. You probably remember maybe 25 years ago when we were told right in front of Sacred Heart Church in Covina by one of the uh, people that works for the Diocese of Los Angeles, Hey, Terry, Jesse, you guys need to play, be in the boys' club. You just got to, you know, <laughs> compromise. And we both said, hey, smiling. You remember that night? We said, no, we don't do that. See, here's the point. <clears throat> why are so many bishops just keeping silent? And I'll tell you why. Strickland has such a great love, he says, for Jesus Christ that he can't be silent, he said. I can't deny Jesus. I have to tell my flock the truths about the gospel, even if it means death. Those were his words. Now, why why we don't have... Well, think about 500 years ago, Jesse. John Henry, excuse me, Henry Fisher, um, mm. Thomas More, all these... There's just a handful of people who always in history are willing to stand up and say the emperor has no clothes on. And th- this case right now, I believe Bishop Strickland is one of those. Now, correct me, Jess, if I'm wrong, but that's how I see it. Uh, you're spot on, Terry. Yep, spot on. Yep, uh, t- Terry, the last thing I want to say about the synod and, and synodality Four, keep it up. is that it doesn't seem to be a listening session for for people of that are orthodox, people that believe in the teachings of the church. Yeah. It's a listening session, Terry. It's an echo chamber right. for the Catholic left. Also, here's something else that I'm I'm predicting: the synod and synodality, Terry. This is further furthering the effeminization of the Catholic Church. Exactly. And I'm telling you, Terry, if this effeminization of the Catholic Church continues, men, I'm going to tell you, men are going to seek their spiritual, you know, sustenance 
outside of the Catholic Church. They're going to go to false religions. They're going to go to Protestants. They're going to go to Muslim mosques. Well said. But what the Synod is doing, Terry, this is highly damaging to Catholic men in the church. And uh, you, you've seen the disaster with the Protestants when, when, a lot, when a lot of the high churches began trying That's to right. normalize sex, homosexuality. The Anglican Church, for example. Terry, yep. they're almost completely empty. That's right. The Methodists, the Anglicans, yes. drive by their parking lots on a Sunday. Nobody's there. And so if they're trying to do this to the Catholic Church, if they're trying to make a, a homosexual atmosphere normal in the Catholic Church, let me tell you, Terry, this stinks yeah. in the nostrils of, of, of the average Catholic heterosexual man that's trying to get to heaven. And I'm telling you, if they're not as well-grounded as you and I are on church teachings, yeah. they're going to be gone. And, okay? Yep. Yeah. And Jesse, that's why I'm telling everybody, especially us men, to man up. And I will let you know when we go to, uh, to the Diocese of, of uh, Tyler, Texas, to defend Bishop Strickland. If, you know, we, we're going to work a time. We're on a Monday. So I'm, I'm warning you, I want you to become part of our rosary shield of Bishop Strickland. Amen. And we're just yeah. going to stand there and say, no, not on our watch. And let the world know that we support a true bishop who says, who teaches what the deposit of faith. And this is going to actually backfire on the folks in Rome. I, I suspect that it will, Jesse, and I'll tell you why. It's going to expose the error inside the Vatican. And I mean errors. We've been infiltrated, okay? I'm looking for the day when we, you know, you know, we say America, make America great. Make the Vatican Catholic again because what's coming out of there ain't Catholic. That's right, Terry. And uh, this... Uh these synods, Terry, what they're doing, they're politicizing the Catholic Church because they're they're being used to implement godless, yes. anti-human, left-wing agendas. Right. And uh, this is why we need to openly be protesting these synods because they're, they're promoting things that are not Catholic. For 2,000 years, the church has proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ that's her purpose, nothing more, nothing less. Right. And, and, and to, to use the Catholic Church for political ends, to normalize homosexuality, yeah. this is a disaster. This is modernism. This is Marxist. This is Masonic. And, 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 and these people are trying to change the church from within. And, uh, and I'm telling you, Terry, we've had enough of this. We have. Okay? But Jesse, you know what's even worse than that? Everything you said is right. You know what's even worse that those souls are that that are in the church leading people away from Christ. Can you imagine their exit interview? Woo. That's serious matter, man. I mean, think of the souls. If you're a shepherd and you've compromised on the teachings of the Christ, can you imagine who was the saint that said that hell is paved with skulls of bishops? Is that uh, it was it was uh, Saint John Chrysostom. That's it. That's it. And I can saint believe it. Yeah, St. John Chrysostom, Doctor of the Church. Terry, even uh, under Pope St. Pius V. Oh, my gosh, yes. A, a homosexual clergy yes. were physically punished. Wow. Under St. Pope Pius V, homosexual clergy, there was physical punishment. Uh, you know, you also have St. Catherine of Siena, Doctor of the Church. She says that God the Father, in, in a conversation... It's written in a book called The Dialogue, paragraph, uh, chapter 124. St. Catherine says that God the Father told her in a locution that, the, that, sins, uh, that demons love when we sin, but the only sin that a demon cannot look at 
is the sin of sodomy. De- even demons, this is so dark, demons have to turn away. They have to avert their gaze. And, and Jesse, one quick note. St. Catherine of Siena actually chided the Pope from Avignon, um, France, yeah. to go back to Rome. So when people say, yeah, hey, you, you and Terry and Jesse, you guys are, are, are criticizing Pope Francis. No. Well, I already quoted the 2018 statement by him saying it's not a sin to criticize yeah, of me. Course. But yeah. I also say sometimes it takes <clears throat> lay people to call our clergy, as, as Fulton Sheen said back in 1973, who's going to save the church? He didn't say the priests, bishops, or the pope. He said lay people. That's right. And St. Bernardine of Siena, uh, a, a great Franciscan preacher back in the 15th century, yeah. uh, he, 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 he said this about, about uh, sodomy and homosexuals. He said uh, that those who live their life practicing their vice will suffer greater torments in hell. Wow. Repeat that one because, Jesse, yeah. wow. St. Bernardine of Siena, 15th century Franciscan Catholic preacher, uh, he talked about his analysis of sodomites and homosexuality. He says, I warn you that those who practice this lifestyle of vice will suffer greater torments in hell. Incredible. And, and this, this, is, is, this is why, Terry, we're saying what we're saying. Yeah, we but Jesse, we don't have any animosity in our voice. What is no. love? We want everybody to get to heaven, and we want to share that gospel message that says, Repent! And believe in the gospel, not compromise and do it your way. Because we know, Jesse, I've said it before, there's a song they sing in hell. I did it my way. And there's a song we sing in heaven. I did it his way. So I want to ask our bishops, our church leaders, to basically turn away from sin of the world and turn us back to the life-giving blood of Jesus Christ that he's taught through 2,000 years. We call it the deposit of faith. Bring that back like Bishop Strickland has because the church is desperately in need of it. Yeah, Terry, I just want to put a plug for a couple of good. Ap- the apostles that are doing good work. Yeah. There are, there are four websites, good. That, organizations that, that are showing us how, yeah. to, how, how unjust many Catholic priests are being treated. Oh, yeah. One of them is called protectourpriest.com. Good. Protectourpriests.com. Uh, they're based out of Chicago, Illinois. Can you believe that? I can believe that. Yeah, and and uh, it's a website. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's yeah. You you need it over there. It's a it's a website uh, where they're defending the Latin Mass and defending holy priests from being canceled. And so that's one website that I would definitely anybody that wants to know more about in, this information, I would go there. A second one that doing the same thing is complicitclergy.com. These guys. Uh, they've been around probably for about 10 years, I think. And they're always putting up, it's very current, they're always putting up uh, what modernist bishops and priests are doing and saying. And uh, it's all facts. It's all facts. And it, and it gives it gives you like a, it looks like a police lineup. It got their pictures, what diocese are from. Yeah. And it tells you who they are, the, who the bad players are in their church. So that's called complicitclergy.com. There's another one called Bishop Accountability. I love that one. I love that one. It just yeah, came they, out about a month ago. Yeah. Bishopaccountability.org. Excuse me. Bishopaccountability.org. It's it's another great website put out by lay Catholics. They're out of Waltham, Massachusetts. So the East Coast. And uh, Complicit Clergy. They're out of, they're out of Partlow, Virginia. But uh, Bishop Accountability, again, it shows you what's happening in the church. These are lay Catholics implementing canon 212 
they're tracking bad modernist Marxist Masonic priests and bishops, and they're warning us, saying this is what these guys are doing. So all of these apostolates that I'm that I'm highlighting, they're all following Canon two twelve, because these people are publicly sinning. We have to publicly expose them. And the last website uh, that I would uh, recommend for people, and they're out of Rochelle, Illinois, is called cancelpriest.org. Cancelpriest.org are, 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 you know, Terry and me have been on that oh, yeah. show a couple of times. And uh, same thing. These are a cancel priest that are helping other priests and lay people helping other priests basically uh, help them get on their feet once they've been canceled by their bishop. Oh, they yeah. even lose, they even lose, Terry, they lose their. Uh, their insurance, the they lose, yeah, they lose their salary, exactly. and they just got kicked out the door. Like if they, you know, like, like, like there's some, like they're a bum or something. Yeah. And so, uh, these are those are four good websites if you want to know what's going on in the church. If you want to, if you want the, to know the the pulse of what's happening with our bishops and priests, it's number one, protectourpriests.com. Next one, complicitclergy.com. Next one bishop-accountability.org and the final one cancelpriest.org these four websites they are tracking uh the bad priests the bad bishops and we're trying to hold them accountable based on canon 212 Terry and you know Jesse this is what's so sad that these men gave their lives to serve Christ and to save souls and when they get there they went through a horrible seminary training they, they survived it <clears throat> through the grace of God. And then they become a priest and they start preaching the word of God. And then they're told to shut up. You got to do it this way. It's so sad that we need to be praying for them and supporting those ministries so they can help financially and spiritually to keep those men in the church. Because I can see them walking away after being treated like that. Sheesh. Yep. Yeah. All right, hear the music, Jess. What state should we be living in, brother? Let's all strive to live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Remember what the first pope said? He said, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Acts chapter 2, verse 40. Pray, hope, and don't worry, says Padre Pio. Worry is useless. God is merciful and will hear your prayer. And let's speak the truth to power and live without fear. Up next, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Wait till you hear this show. Wow. You don't. If you can't get it on your network. Go to vmpr.org. Download our app, and you can get that for free. What did Our Lady say? Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. Let's pray for our bishops. Let's pray for the whole world that they come to the living knowledge of Jesus Christ, present in the Blessed Sacrament. God bless you, and thanks for supporting us here on Virgin, the most powerful radio. God bless. You.